welcome to Cool Breeze Over the Mountains, a podcast where we chronologically step through and discuss each film starring Keanu Reeves. My name is Andrew Gorman, and I am one of your hosts. I am joined on this episode by my co-host, and her name is Whitney. That is me, yes. Nothing clever to say yet again. If you remembered any of the dialogue in this movie, I would be surprised. <laughs> I was like, I was grasping, I was like... One, one line, just one line. And like something, something, build the defense, something, something, my client hasn't talked to me. Whitney Nelson. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Here I am. (laughs) Let's uh, let's get a little housekeeping done up top. Uh, As always, the website is coolbrewspod.com. Email us, coolbreezepod at gmail.com, or hit us up on Twitter at coolbreezepod. If you're watching live on Periscope or Twitch, I see you, Jody and Zoe. Mm -hmm. I will not make that mistake again. You can chime in with your two cents to have us read your comments aloud and either agree, disagree, debate. We'll have a very spirited discussion regardless of what you say. And then uh, finally, if you want to be excellent to us, please share the show with your friends, rate and review us on iTunes to bring many more folks into the fray. Listener Melissa Chanka did just that. And her review, I didn't have it right in front of me here, but I I believe almost verbatim the review was, this podcast is fabulous. Full stop. So that feels good. What more do you need? (laughs) Right. I mean... Let's just, you know, very concise, very to the point. Five that stars. That's all the information that anybody <laughs> requires. Exactly. Exactly correct. All right. So today, it's just Whitney and I, so... Buckle up for the least memorable movie I've ever watched. <laughs> we'll keep it pretty lean. We'll keep it pretty lean. Today, we are talking about the film The Whole Truth. The plot synopsis from IMDb is... A defense attorney works to get his teenage client acquitted of murdering his wealthy father. This was written by Nicholas Kazan, whose writing credits also include Fallen, Bicentennial Man, and Enough, mm-hmm. which is just a crazy kind and of mashup of movies. Occasionally worked in the writing classes in my film school. Is that right? Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, Fallen is so good. How do you go from Fallen to this? I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't Granted, know. Granted, I haven't seen Fallen in like, I don't know, 20 years. How old is that movie? But that movie stayed with you. It's like the, the polar opposite of this movie. Yeah. It had staying power. It was pretty it felt like ahead of its time in terms of like that thriller horror thing that it was doing it changed time is on my side for me forever (laughs) yeah it's scary i don't like it a lot of great actors in that as well just like uh not who you would expect necessarily but very good very good Mm -hmm. so this film was directed by courtney hunt whose directing credits also include frozen river and a handful of episodes of the shows In Treatment, Law and Order, Special Victims Unit, and Fear the Walking Dead. <laughs> so, also kind of like a little bit all over the place, right? Uh, I mean, more, not super all over the place. I feel like that's pretty average, like, B or C list scattered directing credits. I feel like that's, I feel hmm. like that makes sense to me. This all checks out. It all checks Mm -hmm. out. So co-starring alongside Keanu is a, in my opinion, it's a, again, all this feels weird to me, but this is like a very weird mixture of actors. So we have Renee Zellweger, Mm -hmm. Gugu Mbatha-Raw, Gabriel Basso, Mm -hmm. Jim Belushi, Mm -hmm. and Jim Clock. And I don't know. What are we doing? I, I, I don't know. I don't get it. But hey, Whitney, Yes. what are the critics thinking about this movie? Well, we have a 30% critical score on Rotten Tomatoes, which is right around where I was expecting it to be. So at least there's no crazy surprises. Like Uh sometimes we've had it where it's like the critics gave it 90% and you're like, what? How? 
Uh, 30% is right in line with what I was anticipating. Audience, 32%. So everyone's pretty much in agreement about this movie. We have a critic quote from Steve Green of IndieWire. He says, The film's closing minutes offer some parting pieces of information that upend some previously laid assumptions, but it's a grafted-on coda rather than a well-choreographed gut punch, which is totally true, and we'll talk more about that very shortly. We have a user quote on Rotten Tomatoes from Ian W., who gave it four out of five stars. And they say, I actually liked this courtroom drama. It was nothing special, and that made it all the more better. Mm. It didn't try to be something it wasn't, and Keanu Reeves is actually not that bad as a lawyer. Huh. We, we have some listener thoughts. Uh, Zoe says, courtroom dramas are not my thing. They have to be massively engaging to hold my attention. This one did not keep me watching. There was very little to keep me. I didn't make it through the film. A slip down the stinker slide from last week's Keanu, which is a funny way to put it. (laughs) I'm getting less tolerant as isolation continues. Same, Zoe. Mm -hmm. Plus point, Keanu rides a motorcycle in this one, so at least he had some happy days filming this. (laughs) <laughs> right. We're always it's looking nice out for Zoe's Keanu. always looking out for Keanu, yeah. <laughs> Chloe B. said, it was okay. Not the best, not the worst. The twist wasn't too obvious, at least. Uh, okay. Yeah, sure, yeah. Uh, Esgi says, kind of liked it, I don't know. There were too many twists, I think, but seeing our boy as a motorcycle-loving lawyer was good winky face. <laughs> nice. And Melissa C. says, I didn't hate it. I would give it a solid B minus. I like Street Kings more. <laughs> Melissa has has vehemently defended Street Kings since our episode on it. So I like that she sticks to her guns, at least. Yeah. Uh, she's not going to let us forget what we said about Street Kings, and I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate being held accountable. Uh, it does not change my opinion about Street Kings, but I appreciate being held accountable. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, Andrew, did this movie work for you? Okay. I, I'm, I'm going to start off with a question to you uh, before I launch into this. So, is it the case with you, while we have been doing this, because we are, what, 53 movies in so far? hmm I know, basically, like, as soon as the credits start to roll, if I don't have any definitive thoughts about the movie, I, I won't. Like, I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not going to come up <laughs> yeah, with no, them, they're, right? They're, they're, not, they're not going to magically come to you after some time mulling over it. Yeah, like if I am not actively thinking about things that I want to like shout out or praise in a movie while it's happening, mm-hmm. the end of it, regardless of how unexpected or like, oh, there's a twist or whatever, like, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. The contrast between last week talking about Keanu, the film, and this week with the whole truth could not be more different. Like, yeah. I'm thinking of like, I love that line. I love this scene, all this stuff in Keanu. And then this movie was like, um, if the, if the, if we made a movie about the color tan, right? It's just like, mm-hmm. blech. There was, for me, nothing particularly stood out as being exceptional in terms of the performances or the cinematography or the editing. In fact, mm-hmm. I think a lot of the people that were in this were wasted. Yep. Who, who you would consider to be very good actors. Like Renee Zellweger, with, you know, if you're a fan of her or not, I believe she's a very good actress. Keanu. Yeah. Gugu and Batha Raw. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, everyone in this, you know, Jim Belushi, <laughs> a little, little weird. Sure. I'll, I'll be honest. I don't expect him in much. If if we're not in the 90s, I don't expect to see Jim Belushi. I don't know. Yeah, no, I mean, I, the last thing that I think I re- think of him doing is definitely in like 99, maybe 2004 at the latest. So it was weird to see him in this. Yeah, I think he was on a sitcom or something. I don't know. I have... In terms of like, when you when you give me a procedural, which this absolutely is, hundred percent, you have you already have this almost insurmountable wall that you have to get <laughs> over for me because uh-huh. like 
just by the very nature of it being procedural means if you've seen one of these things, you've seen you almost know all how of them. It goes. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're not like giving this uh, like it, it's not even 110, it literally has to be like 200 percent effort to really mm-hmm. bring something new to the table, then I don't even know why you would want to make one of these. <laughs> like well, you have this talent. You have what I would consider to be like a pretty, you know, all very competently assembled crew. You know, mm-hmm. everything was lit well. The the cues for some of like the voiceover stuff and the editing, it all like it was fine. Mm-hmm. But the end the end result is just something that was meh. Like, I, yeah, it, it's not. Is it the worst thing we've seen? No. Not, not, not by, by a long, long shot. shot. Yeah, but it is like again, it's in like for sure the lower third of my list. Yeah, and like one of our what was that Steve Green? Yeah, the critic quote: the fact that you know most procedurals you watch like a CSI or an SVU or any of those types of things, and like okay, the first person they bring in, it's not that person. And then the second mm-hmm. person, it's like, it, it's like, oh, maybe. They bring in a third person. It's like, no, it was definitely the second person. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there'd be any way for you to know the twist. Like, there's no way for that to right. have been signaled throughout the course of the film. So it feels right. less of like a, oh, 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 my God, and more of like, all right. <laughs> that, mm-hmm. that is a thing that happened. It, well, it's not a delightful surprise. It's like... Oh, you just withheld information. There was no way for me to arrive arrive at this on my own. Well, that that's the that's exactly the the biggest flaw of this movie is if you're giving me a mystery, you have to give people the opportunity to solve it. And obviously you want to keep them too engaged and too misdirected to actually be able to solve it, but it needs you need to have the clues for it to be solvable. This was not solvable because there was no way to know based on what we were shown what the ending was going to be. Yes, exactly. And it's not like some huge big twist because Okay, so spoiler alert for stuff, I guess. Uh, it was clearly the mom the whole time. Yeah. That's not wrong. It was the mom the whole time. It was just the mom and also Keanu Reeves, who is the family's lawyer. Mm-hmm. But you can't give zero clues to an affair and assume like we're never gonna uh, uh, we're never gonna get to that conclusion unless you're literally just saying here's the conclusion and that's not fun for anybody. So you're taking out the whole reason to watch any kind of thriller or mystery or courtroom procedural, which is I want to try and figure out who did it. Yes. If you've literally never given me a clue, it's, you know, like the gun that's shown in the first act has to go off in the third act. They showed us nothing in the first act. They gave us five paragraphs of exposition telling us how we got to where we are with Keanu voiceover, and that was it. Yeah. He was riding a motorcycle, though. He was riding a motorcycle, and people are stoked about that, so that's nice. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, a, it's, it's unfortunate. There were whole parts of this that I think probably could have been cut. Mm-hmm. I've literally watched, like, Lifetime movies that were more interesting crime procedurals <laughs> than this. I've watched Netflix and Amazon Prime filler f- stuff that has no name cast at all mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that was more engaging than this. I do think Keanu did a pretty good job as the lawyer character. I think that he filled it out as much as he could. There was just, there's no meat on these bones. At all. That's what it comes down to, really. Mm-hmm. Bone it's, meat. <laughs> you gotta have that bone meat, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still not entirely sure how Gugu and Batha Raw's character played any significant role in this. They set her up as to be this human kind of bullshit detector. Yep. And then... And she the doesn't payoff, do anything except for realize that the flight attendant is cheating on her husband. Yeah, that was her moment to kind of step up and 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 do something, but then mm-hmm. then nothing really, except to maybe 
call into question what happens at the end for our twist. Yeah. And what was the stalking thing? I'm getting so mad I'm slapping myself. I'm sure that was picked up on the microphone. <laughs> no, it's good. I like the passion. Why was she... Why do we have a conversation about her stalking somebody? I don't know. I this And going is, to a mental institution and getting antidepressants and how much antidepressants she's still on. Like, what... What did that have to do with anything? Because it was so irrelevant to the story. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I said at the end of this movie. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But that was, that's basically it. Yeah, nothing else about, I'm looking at our list of things here that we would normally chat about. Character development, originality of story, uh, choreography score, nothing particularly stands out for this one. Mm-hmm. The pacing was it was a detriment to me. I could not Yes. It was so it never I don't think it ever actually picked up, really. <laughs> no, like, it oh. didn't. <laughs> well, clearly it's going to at some point it's going to the tension's going to ramp up and there were a couple really well acted scenes uh of you know, not not great, but between Jim content wise between Jim Belushi and Renee Zellweger. I'm thinking about the barbecue. Yeah, uh, Jim brought actually a really kind of imposing menace. He did, which is surprising role. because I don't think I've ever thought of Jim Belushi as imposing or menacing. So yeah, it, it was, was a side of him that I haven't really seen before. Absolutely. So that was the the. It was the for me. It was the eyes because there were a lot of the stuff was just silence from him, right? Mm-hmm. Or we would cut to these like little gestures he would do, and that was great. And he seemed like a person like, oh, I, you know, you should probably be afraid of this guy. We, all, that all came through, but again, mm-hmm. uh, never really amounted to anything. I don't know. Cut back to this scene on the plane a couple times. What was he saying to his kid? No one knows. I don't, you know, mm-hmm. it, it was a mess. It was a mess. Literally, the only other thing that I have to say about this movie, this movie is so nothing. I have nothing to say about it except for, did you take away, do you think that the son was actually raped by the dad? Or do you think that was the kid giving a an excuse for himself to to not so that his mom didn't go to jail. What did you take away from that? My takeaway was that it was a lie uh, okay. and that his Me too. It made me mad. Yeah, it was like he was putting his thing was like a sacrifice of reputation, I I get yeah. or like perception from how people see him versus mm-hmm. that actually happening. Right. But that was the length that he had to go to in order to kind of turn the tables here, I think. But it was it was Yeah, no, it, it made me weak. mad. Yeah, it was it was not great. Cuz it was it was poorly executed in the script itself just as far as like the kid bringing it up and and then in the whole like the reveal of everything not really being addressed again of like so did he or didn't he because he seemed like a guy who was definitely capable of it. Or if this was the kid making up his own defense and lying. Um, but I I just, people have a responsibility to society when they make movies. And that's one of those things that really gets my goat is when rape is used casually as a plot device. Whether it's a real rape or, or not. Um, sexual assault is not something to be taken lightly. And if you're telling a story about it, it should be the story. Yeah. It should not be some tertiary plot point, Uh, especially when someone's lying about it, because that almost never happens. And the last thing we need is more people talking about people lying about being assaulted. Right. They, they set up the son, uh, you know, through really terrible exposition as like a like a law genius or a law prodigy or something like that. So I, I, I'm wondering if there was another way to like pivot off of that to have him cleverly be working as, as like a There's witness. There's like a thousand ways for him to have been like self-defense or 
have a witness set up, like, do it in such a way that the, you know, guy mowing the lawn saw something that said it wasn't him or whatever the case may be. If you're, if you're a, a wunderkind for law and crime solving and, you know, crime scene investigation, then there's another way that you could do it. And now I totally get that assault is like a very visceral thing and it's a great way to like woo-woo jury in your favor. But also, it the story didn't need to have that as as a as a plot point at all, and it was totally unnecessary and 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 made this movie, in my opinion, it's what took it from a completely nondescript movie to a bad movie. You know, I wasn't. I, I mean, I know that 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 definitely got under my skin, and that that might be it because it's such a. It's such a throw. They just throw that away, right? They like throw this, it away. It is and, such a small thing. Yeah, and that might be like, I've, I yeah, I came away from this. The movie jury like, doesn't react. Keanu yeah. doesn't react. Like, there's so many. The mom doesn't really react. Like, either you need to be like, what a wild lie he's telling in your face, or you need to be like oh my gosh, this was happening this whole time and feel sorry for the kid. And like in every step of the process, it was taken very casually. So yeah, that's to me what made it, I was like totally, this is like an airplane book or a, you know, whatever, or like a Lifetime movie or like the Hallmark Christmas movies. <laughs> it's one of those for most of it, but that took it from being nothing to being bad. In my opinion, yeah, there could have been there could have been something clever, and they they took the the easy they took the easy way out, as it were. So, yeah, I don't like it. Nope. Is that it? I think that's it. I it's mean, everything. There's not a ton to be. Honestly, uh, the fact that we've talked about it for 20 minutes surprises <laughs> me. I really was like, man, we're gonna be like in and out in half an hour and we've never done that before so the fact that we've talked this long about it is kind of a miracle all right well that is <laughs> that's the whole truth mm -hmm. let's switch gears into something potentially a little bit more fun hopefully mm -hmm. yeah week, let's do that last week we found out we can knock on the void which is great <laughs> so i'd love to just do that again pop quiz asshole there was a time when I had the need to learn from you. Oh, what the hell do you know? Lose! I don't lose! I win! She's got a lot to learn about sportsmanship. Pop Quiz Assholers, our very own Quizzo show where the hosts ask each of us three questions. If one of us gets it wrong, the other has a chance to steal. And if they get it wrong, the other person has a chance to steal. But we don't have a third, so it all comes down to skill this week. Yeah. <laughs> and actually there is remembering no winning answers. by default. Well, yeah. that is yeah. something neither of us are good at. So, <laughs> so That's always a, a crapshoot. <laughs> it's anyone's game. Uh, you can win by just a, just a point, just one thing you remembered. Uh, the points are not cumulative and only determine who wins the episode, not the season or the entire show. It's already very clear that Whitney won that all, you know, a long, long time ago anyway. So, without further ado, I'd like to turn it over to our master of ceremonies, Charles Nolan. Charles? 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 Oh no, did knocking on the void not work? Sorry, I was in the shower. <laughs> what a callback. What a callback. Charles, you scared us there for a moment. You did. I was like, oh, no, Charles has never not answered before. <laughs> I have nothing to do but answer and occasionally shower. <laughs> nice. All right, Charles, you're up. There's only two of us, so let's work your magic. Here we go. Question number one. Whitney. Which college were Boone and Mike going to go see before changing their minds on the plane? Was it A, UCLA, B, Reed, or C, Concordia? B, Reed. That is correct. <laughs> well done. 
Andrew. All right. When this movie came out, how many years had it been since Renee Zellweger had been in a movie? Whoa. Oh, that's such a good question. Was it five, six, or seven? Yikes. Uh, let me just, I'm just going to go seven. That is incorrect. Damn it. I'm going to say five. That is incorrect. No! (laughs) A point returns to the void. (laughs) I will take that point myself. (laughs) I will eat it for a snack. (laughs) Oh, no. We have a new contender. (laughs) Nice. Whitney. Yes. Which juror gave Ramsey the stink eye after he crossed? Was it juror number three, juror number seven, or juror number ten? Oh my goodness. Uh, juror number seven. That is incorrect. Uh, I'm going to go with ten? I get more snacks. Oh, That's no. for you, Charles. That's for you. <laughs> damn it. God damn it. We're, we're really leaving a lot on the field out here. <laughs> a lot of points we could be picking up. It was bound to happen. <laughs> it was bound to happen. If there's any movie where, like, I'm going to have a hard time recalling facts from it, it's this one. Oh, yeah, for sure. It is a very forgetful film. <laughs> <laughs> Forgettable, I think, is what I meant to say. I said forgetful, which is more like... <laughs> The two of you. Oh! oh. Whoa, burn. Is, is Charles setting up his own jokes? I don't understand here. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's fine. Andrew. The policewoman who got the call about the murder got the call at what time? Oh, my God. A, 416. B, 438. Or C, 442. Uh... 438. That is incorrect. 442? That is correct. What a guess. Nicely done. Whitney. Yes. How old was Mike when he went to forensic camp? (laughs) Was he 12, 13, or 14? 14? That is incorrect. <laughs> Feel another void snack coming on here. Let's <laughs> let's go with 12. That is correct. Oh, great. On the board. Remember, that's all I aim for. <laughs> Andrew. Who auditioned for and very nearly got the role of Janelle? Was it Janelle Monet, Lupita Nyong'o, or Taraji P. Henson? I'm going to go with Taraji P. Henson. That is incorrect. Damn it. It definitely wasn't Janelle Monet, but I feel like this is too early for Lupita Nyong'o. But I'm going to say Lupita Nyong'o. That is correct. Nicely done. Whitney. Mm. Yes. In Mike's cell, the word pray was written on the wall. One of the letters has been crossed out and replaced with another letter. Which letter has been crossed out and for a bonus point, which letter has replaced it? (laughs) Was it P, R, A, or Y? I couldn't tell you. Boy, oh boy. I don't remember any words written on any walls in this movie. I'm going to say... Why? That is incorrect. How about... A? That is correct. Yes! And for the bonus, and this is a super shot in the dark, it was replaced with an E. That is correct. This is just some boggle action happening right now, so <laughs> that's all we're talking about here. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, Andrew. There's a Latin phrase above the judge in the courtroom. God what is God. it? <laughs> is it Veritas Ex Memoria, Veritas Cum Libertate, or Veritas Equitas? Uh, Veritas Ex Memoria. That is correct. Yes. Veritas Aqua, that was uh, Boondock Saints. You can't fool me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Omnia Paratus was Gilmore Girls. Oh, there you go. All right. See? We all have our own versions of the truth. Uh. <laughs> well, and Omnia Paratus has nothing to do with the truth. It means ready for anything. Right. Oh. Isn't Veritas truth? No? Or Yeah, that's in Omnia Paratus. Oh, yeah, yeah. Veritas in it. No, no. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I get it. I was, I was bringing up something that was Latin, and that's the only way it was related to anything we were talking about. <laughs> Got it. That's on me. You, you, yeah, you didn't need to follow that train of thought. <laughs> okay. For the final question of regulation, Whitney. Yes. The courthouse is the St. Blank Parish Courthouse. Which saint? Is it George... Francis or Bernard? Francis. That is incorrect. Uh, I'm going to say George? That is incorrect. God damn it. No way it was St. Bernard, and I didn't notice that. <laughs> the St. Bernard Parish Courthouse. Damn I feel it. Like that's something I would have seen, but okay. It was on the door. To the courthouse towards the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. It makes I sense guess. that I didn't remember anything from the end of the movie because I was already <laughs> way tuned out by then. Right. You're like, oh, really? All right. I'm sure they mentioned it at least once or twice also. I'm not so sure. <laughs> <laughs> Charles knows more than we do. Charles in that would case. know, yeah, more yeah. than us for sure. It is now time for the bonus round. All right. Question number one. What make motorcycle does our boy Keanu drive in this movie? Is it a BMW, Suzuki, or Triumph? Andrew. BMW. That is correct. Yeah. Got one. All right. Bonus question number two. Four days before filming was to begin, the original actor to play Ramsey pulled out of the picture, making room for our boy Keanu. Whoa. Who was it? Was it Matthew McConaughey, Joel Edgerton, or Daniel Craig? Me? Whitney. Daniel Craig? That is correct. What? What? Wild. Wild. How Absolutely many days? Four. Four, four days. days. Four days. Keanu had four days before shooting to prep. Damn, Daniel. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. That is very Why surprising. Why you do this? No one knows. <laughs> they were unexplained reasons. All right. All right. The final question of Pop Quiz Asshole. Oh, boy. During the courtroom scenes, how many objections do we hear? <laughs> Four, seven, or ten? Bzz. Andrew. Four? That is correct. Yeah! Tens yeah. in it. it. That's a lot of objections. It Ten is felt a lot of objections. Like a lot of objections. Like... <laughs> <laughs> All right. Not enough objections. That's what Zoe says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, that's funny. Well done. It is now time for Pop Quiz Audience, but first, your winner for today's Pop Quiz Asshole with a score of four to six. 
It's Andrew. Excellent. Oh my God. It's another one of those dubious honors, you know? Like this film, come on. And I'll take it. I'll take it. Oh. All right. Let's, uh, let's roll into PQA, as it were. Well, PQA could also stand for Pop Quiz Asshole. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Damn it. PQ odd. PQ no, odd. No. <laughs> <laughs> Last week's Pop Quiz audience had the following questions. Question number one. Keanu Reeves, Jordan Peele, and Keegan-Michael Key would go on to be in another movie together, not too long after this one. What movie was it? The correct answer was Toy Story 4. Oh. Several people got this one right, but the first one in was Zoe. Congratulations, Zoe. Excellent! Nailed it. Nailed it, Zoe. Question number two. What is the name of the strip club on 17th Street, and what does it stand for? <laughs> HPV, which stood for Hot Party Vixens. No one got that question right. I think mainly because it's a disgusting question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. and question number three. Method Man's character, Cheddar, is a reference to his character, Cheese, in what TV show? The correct answer was The Wire, which was gotten by Jody. Excellent! Congratulations to Zodi for your points. <laughs> there it is. There it is. And there are three pop quiz audience questions for this movie. All right. Question number one. What three words do we see on the Louisiana state seal? Question number two, from what school did Janelle graduate? And question number three, the filming took place in New Orleans and St. Bernard Parish, Louisiana, but where was the originally planned location for filming? Please tweet your answers to me at the Nolan, T-H-E-N-O-W-L-I-N, or hashtag popquizaudience. And you'll get called out on the next episode if you get the right answer. Well, Charles, thank you as always for putting all of this together. It's a lot to come up with, especially mm -hmm. for a movie that has really nothing, nothing of substance within it. So mm -hmm. thank you. I am used to nothing of substance considering I live in a void. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as I was saying it, I was like, this is a, yep, okay. I set him up, you knock him down. I understand. That spike, as it were. <laughs> Perfect. Perfectly done. Well, people, I'm sure, will tweet at you, and we look forward to chatting with you next week. I look forward to chatting with you next week. I hope the both of you have much better rests of your days. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Charles. You too. <laughs> Oh, all right. All right. So, God. Yep. <laughs> I don't want to do this. <laughs> like, I'm just being straight up with all of you. I'm, I was done before we started recording, but now that uh -huh. the fun part's over, I'm like, okay, we're done here. Goodbye, everybody. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm looking on mm -hmm. Wikipedia right now. We got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven paragraphs. Let me try to read the first, the middle, and the last and see if we get where we need I to be. I bet that'll get us where we need to be. Let's try it. Okay. Right. Fun game. <laughs> <laughs> Defense attorney Richard Ramsey works on a tough case to defend 17-year-old Mike Lassiter for the alleged murder of his wealthy father, Boone Lassiter. What a name. Ramsey, being a good Personal? Okay. Being a good personal as well as professional <laughs> friend of Boone. Yeah, they probably should have threw a comment in there. Whatever. Feels double pressure to gather evidence to save Mike, but finds it harder to do as Mike completely stops talking after the incident. Ramsey employs a young, talented lawyer, Janelle Brady, daughter of another professional friend, as his assistant after she left corporate law to pursue 
a career in criminal defense. There was probably a lot to explore there with her character. None of it was. It's a real shame. No, we got a, a paragraph, a small monologue about stalking a man and leaving corporate law because of it. And whether or not she was checked into mental health facilities of her own accord or someone else's accord. That's right. Zoe makes an excellent point uh, to say, how will she know what she missed if I uh, do this paragraph skipping situation? So for the sake of keeping, you know, let's just All right, the let's rules. go. Just go. Keep <laughs> yep. going. The first witness was a flight attendant on a charter. She states that she witnessed tension between her father and son on a return journey from Stanford, which is where his father was pressuring him to go to college. In a flashback, it is shown that Mike wants to go to Reed and Boone's like, we're going to Stanford. The police officer who first responded to the call testifies that at the scene of the crime, Mike muttered, I should have done it long ago. And she and the chief detective affirms that his fingerprints were found on the murder weapon. Okay. That's actually, you know that you know how those two sentences actually didn't connect right there? Same mm -hmm. thing in the film. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The Lasseter's neighbor testifies that Mike was very close to Boone when he was young, but grew distant over time. And uh, they also report about Boone's arrogant attitude towards his family and neighbors. There's a series of flashbacks, show various affairs that Boone is having, and he is bossy and belittling towards his wife, Loretta, played by Renee, Renee Zellweger. Very well, played very well. Mm -hmm. And this happens both in public and private. It was very, it's one of those cringy things. You're like, ooh, these people are fighting in public. It's even weird to see it portrayed on screen, let alone actually seeing it in person. Loretta testifies and confirms that she had indeed endured emotional and physical abuse for years, including the day of his death. She testifies that she went to take a shower after the fight, and when she came back, she found his dead body. She tearfully says that Mike admitted to her that he did it. Ramsey provides a picture of her bruised body taken the day after her husband's death as evidence of Boone's cruelty. Here's what I would have skipped to. Here we go. <laughs> Mike finally decides to talk and wants to take the stand to present his case thre and threatens to fire Ramsey, Keanu, when he objects. He corroborates his mother's and neighbor's version about his father's arrogance and cruelty and suddenly admits to killing his father, not to save his mother, but himself as he was molested by his father since he was about 12. It stopped for a while, but his father resumed it on their flight back from Stanford, and he killed him when he tried it again on the day of his death. Prosecution calls the flight attendant back that we initially cross-examined and insists that nothing happened on the flight, but later, owing a tactful line of questioning by Janelle and a cover-up, and to cover up her extramarital affair with a co-pilot, she admits there's a chance that she was spending too much time in the cockpit and may have missed what transpired in the back. Uh, Janelle later gets suspicious about Mike's story and meets Loretta outside the courtroom and gradually deduces that Mike has taken the blame on himself to protect Loretta. This whole movie, you're like, it was clearly Renee Zellweger's character. Clearly Renee Zellweger's character. They said everything. clearly the son is like, I'm not going to let you take the fall. I'm going to take the fall. Yes. It's it. And maybe that would have been a better ending. I don't know. She confronts Ramsey. This is Janelle. Okay. But says uh, that his duty was to save Mike, not to dwell deep into the case. Okay. She angrily leaves, making Ramsey worry about the jury's reaction to her absence the following day. But she decides to continue with the case anyway. Despite the lack of proper evidence of Boone's mistreatment of his son, the jury decides to acquit Mike. While waiting for his belongings in a private room, Mike confronts Ramsey, saying that he saw Ramsey's watch lying beside his father's corpse, which was covertly removed by his mother while she persuaded Mike to step away from the body. Again, we, this was all absent. We never saw this watch prior. It was never Literally, shown. this is the last 10 minutes of the movie. And yeah. we've gone through the whole court trial. There's no evidence. There's no anything. There's no, we never saw a watch. We never saw any of this. It's just like the kid confronts Keanu saying, you killed my dad and are cheating with my mom, right? Like, I know, but like, that's, I did it to save her, but then 
I was really saving you. Don't lie to yeah. me. And then Keanu doesn't say anything other than I would never do such a thing. And then we just see him sort of like sitting mournfully in the courthouse while like flashbacks play in his head for, for six minutes showing the whole progression of affair to killing to cover up. Right. It's bananas. Mm-hmm. Following right up with what you said, Mike says that he took the blame to save his mother, but now he is certain of Ramsey's involvement. He wants to restart the case. Ramsey denies his suspicions and tells him that the case won't stand and it only hurts Mike's credibility. Yep, the only evidence points to the kid. So right. if the kid pushes it, he'll go to jail. Mike doesn't believe him, but he reluctantly decides not to pursue it for lack of further evidence. As they all leave the courthouse, Ramsey recalls the true events. He and Loretta were having an affair, and when Boone gets suspicious about his wife's infidelity, Ramsey advises him to divorce her, but Boone repeats what he has always said. He'd kill her if she ever leaves him. He implies that he knew it was Ramsey she was involved with, but doesn't say anything about it. Loretta and Ramsey conspire to kill him and present the case as self-defense on Loretta's part, but Mike comes home early and takes blame upon himself before they could arrange the evidence correctly and confesses to the detective that he committed the crime. That's literally the end of the film. Mm-hmm. And, and God. You know, it's like when you read it, like if you were to get the 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 Cliff the Cliff's Notes version of this, right? Mm-hmm. It might be a cool, there's like a cool premise, I think, here. Like a premeditated murder because of an affair for like a guy that was kind of an asshole. But then mm-hmm. it goes wrong at the last minute because someone unexpected shows up. It's like, and it just like, gr- like sand through your hands, right? It just kind of, yeah. <laughs> it all falls apart. It, yeah, there's just, there's just nothing to this one. There's no substance there's no cohesion of like why things are introduced and then not or not introduced. And it's just like, like, it's not the big twist at the end of like, oh, you're having an affair with my mom is a twist that we could never have seen coming. Yeah. But also it's like not some twist that's so surprising that you're like, my mind is blown. Right. It's not. You're just like, <laughs> oh, OK. <laughs> and then you turn off the TV and that's it. Yeah, we have uh, in the chat, Zoe, <laughs> this film was cursed for me. <laughs> I'm not a Jim Belushi fan. <laughs> cursed. Uh, Jody said uh, he played Boone well, which I think we both agree with. It was mm-hmm. it was definitely I out think, of character for him. I think his performance, like Keanu did pretty well as a lawyer with like nothing to the role. Yeah. Um, but I think Jim Belushi did the most acting out of anyone in this film. Yeah, I agree. What a what a turn. Mm-hmm. From what we normally expect from that guy, which is kind of like a, I don't know, like a second tier Kevin James kind of thing. Am, mm-hmm. am I, is that too is that too harsh on Jim? Belushi? I think it is. I think it is. I think it's a different, <laughs> different, similar vibes, but different. Okay, all right, that's fine. Uh, yeah, Zoe's not revisiting it. Yeah, no, none of us are. I don't think anybody nope. will. <laughs> that's fine. Next week we're going to be talking about. No. <laughs> so wait, wait, wait. Uh, I think I know the answer. I already marked it down. We're not recommending this, right? We're not recommending this. Okay. So for this, you know, God, there are, this might be our roughest season. Yeah, it is. It's been hard. And I don't know how much of it is the world being a fiery car wreck and how much of it is these movies being a fiery car wreck. Yeah. But I think we've had more do not recommends this season than we did in the first season, mm-hmm. maybe. Mm-hmm. Which is just, or it, it might be actually the exact same with two movies to go. And this is a much shorter season also. We had 26 films, eh, 24 in the first season. We have only 17 this one. So, mm-hmm. uh, wow. Okay. Given all that, no recommends. Where are you going to put this in your ranking, Whitney? I put it at number 47. So, um what, Pretty eight low. from the bottom? Very low. Uh, <laughs> between me and Will and the Prince of Pennsylvania. Yeah. Interesting. And I think that's probably going to drop lower when we do a reckoning because I really did not like the Prince of Pennsylvania at all. But I think maybe 
all that weird cave mine stuff might be more entertaining than watching this movie again. Yeah, where they were on, what are they, on drugs or something in the mine? I don't, I don't even remember. I blocked it out. But I think it might be more yeah. fun than doing this again. I think they accidentally both took ketamine, maybe. I don't mm-hmm. know what it is, but okay. I'm going to put it... Um, yeah, I'm going to put it at number 47 for me, I think. Uh, that would be after me and Will. No, you know what? I'm going to put it above me and Will, actually. Okay, I was going to say, we're both putting it at 47. That's Yeah, uh, I, I wrote the wrong thing. That's terrible. Okay, there we go. Spelled it wrong. That's fine. I'll fix it later. The whole truth. God. This yeah. is, I mean, you look at these bottom 10 and it is. Oof. Oof. Yeah, it's a bad bottom 10 for Oof. sure. <laughs> Would not wish this on an enemy. Let's put Mm-mm. it that way. <laughs> yep. All right. Recommendations, rankings, all of that has been logged. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about next week. Uh, greener pastures, hopefully, maybe. Hopefully, I haven't seen it, but I'm I'm excited for it. Yeah. So you are actually stepping us through the Neon Demon. The Neon Demon, yes, which I feel much more positive about than anything recently, except for Keanu. This will be <laughs> right. I'm looking too. I'm like, ooh, yeah. Uh, this is Nicholas Winding Refn. This is uh, one of his films. And he is uh, a certain kind of director, not yes. um, not necessarily for everybody. But I have certainly liked his his work thus far, and I have not seen this movie, so I'm looking forward yeah. to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it too. Okay, okay. Neon Demon. We got anything? No, no I don't see anybody in the chat saying just, anything about the Neon Demon. So let's just end this. I'm dropping everything. The movie was. <laughs> I hear all these things fall. <laughs> not worth talking about. I'm covered in Bud Light Lime. You can find me at Whitney underscore Nelson on Twitter. <laughs> N-E-L-S-E-N. My other po- podcasts are almost better than Silence and Historical Hotties. Uh-huh. Um, we're going to do a Spies episode next. Uh, so that's coming Ooh. up at some point for Historical Hotties. And uh, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we've ever had such a hasty exit from a from a podcast, but I love it. Uh, you can find me at Dark Driving on Twitter and Instagram. Check out my pinned tweets. You can buy some folders and stuff. It's great. And uh, I'm going to, because Whitney is, I feel su- I feel pressured. I'm just going to start the music. Yeah, so I'm already gone. Have- <laughs> She's out of the closet. Out the door. Down the steps. Out the yeah. door. Zody. God damn it. Thank you all for joining <laughs> us. And in the words of Billis Preston and Ted Theodore Logan, be excellent to each other and party on, dudes. <laughs>